Hey everybody, Roland Frazier here, and I'm really excited. Jay Abraham and I wrote a book. Tony Robbins uh, wrote the introduction. Also, Damon John wrote uh, the foreword. Gina Wickman from EOS wrote the preface. It is a very cool book. And to launch it, Jay and I have created a series of video interviews with him and me talking about different chapters. So we wanted to share this with you on social and on our podcast so that you were able to participate and kind of see what was going on behind the scenes. So these are videos and clips where I'm talking with Jay about introducing each chapter or each section of the book. So you'll hear us talk about the book, but we still wanted to share them here because I think there's some good insights, some good stories, and some good takeaways for you. So enjoy and understand that anytime I'm talking about a section of the book or the book, uh, it's because these are the videos that go on the front of each video training related to the book. We just wanted to share the takeaways and kind of the conversational back and forth with Jay and me with you guys. I hope you enjoy it. And now it's going to play. Okay. So now you've gone through in part two, how to think bigger, how to think better with business models. And now we're going to talk about now you've got this and you've got this business that you've acquired, or you've got your business and you're ready to grow it, or you have been growing it, but want to grow it more. And so this is all about optimizing and what are the levers that you can pull and the fulcrums that you can use to make this happen? Jade, you want to kind of dive in and say, why do we call this optimization levers and fulcrums? And how are people going to use those? And how do those terms apply for what they're going to do here? It, so this is pretty cool. And I'll give you a, a reality check on your, your, your personal life. Most people don't even think about it, but in our personal lives, our lives have been dramatically and remarkably enhanced qualitatively and richness-wise by a bunch of levers and fulcrums. Everything from a broom, a screwdriver, a wheelbarrow, a pop-top can on a Coke or a beer, a push button uh, uh, to open your car door, light switch, crank on the... Uh, window a uh, just for people to kind of help them understand because some people might not really understand what we mean by lever and what we mean by fulcrum will you give a quick explanation of sure. that? well i mean uh, a lever let's see if i can do this scientifically a lever <laughs> is a device that allows you to get an enormously greater amount of power and output from a very modest amount of input it's sort of the way if you were a child and you're out on the playground and you're a little person and there's a heavier person on a teeter-totter, just by moving it in a different direction, you little 50-pound person can balance a 200-pound person. That's, and that's really what leverage comes from, right? That's I think that's helpful for people. To that is good. About. Yes. It's about figuring out how to get much higher performance out of much less effort, time, energy, or in this case, investment or risk. And what I'm saying is in, in, um, in your personal life, everything about your personal life is, is based on having all these levers. And the fulcrum is the device that lets the levers do their job. But in business, there are all these levers that you don't even know about that you can take advantage of. And that's the devices you use to massively blow up the earnings capability once you get control. Part of the levers are all the different ways to finance it using very little or none of your own out of pocket. Those are levers. But now we're showing you once you get control of the enterprise, 
how to blow up the earnings for no more investment or risk or time. And there are, there are, I have 97 ways. We get into them later in the book. But the point we're making is that they've always been available to you in business, but people never taught you what they are. And we start by, uh, you know, I have a, a, a fascinating uh, understanding, and I was taught this by somebody else. You, 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 you understand the concept exponential, but what people don't realize if you're a mathematics uh, specialist, a mathematician, a PhD, or just somebody who's learned it, everyone thinks about exponential, 10x. But what you don't know is if you study mathematics, there are actually five performance levels above and beyond exponentiation in math. I mean, really off the charts. Uh, I don't want to give away too much because don't forget, we've got chapter four is about, and this section is drivers of exponential growth. Yeah. So let's, I want to be sure we stay with it. Right, so let's, let's, okay, I'll throw, I'll throw the key away, but I'll just say this. What it, this is all about is getting you to realize that you have the ability to harness, harvest, capitalize on a multitude of performance enhancing of of result multiplying of profit increasing levers that will let you take the same effort most people doing that business would never even know exist and take what they would do to get x and you could get 2x what they would do to get one sale and you can get one sale over and over and over again and that's the key to all this so i was trying to think because when we think of uh of uh, a seesaw, which is a great, I think, example of this, right? That that we've got uh, we've got this thing in the middle, and we've got this board that goes across it, and the board is basically the lever, and the thing underneath yeah. it is the yeah. fulcrum. Yeah. Um, if we have a longer board, or we position the fulcrum closer to uh, or farther away from where the effort is being exerted, that's going to change how hard it is to lift the thing on the end. So example wise, could we say that a lever, that the levers that we're talking about are the actual things that you're going to do, like the, the strategy, if you will, you can. And the fulcrum but, is the positioning where you're executing the strategy. I, I don't that, mean this. Yeah, I, you can, but I'll make it even simpler. Yeah. Most people who even understand business, they have a belief that, that, the way they do it, there's no, there's no way to get any kind of variation in performance. Well, you and I know different and we've shared it. So you can change the headline in an ad. You can change the subject line in an email. You can change the first paragraph or so that you, in, you state when you're having a sales interaction and we have data that proves that that change can increase the result by sometimes five, 10, even 21 times. That's leverage. You can change a price and double result. We have, I have nine in my body of work, I have nine different factors just in, in the sales or marketing approach. You can change the way you use risk reversal, I can't talk, risk reversal and get a 50% to 100% increase. You can change 
using a bonus and double results. Most people don't know that those are levers. And that that really gets into optimization too and compounding. Yeah, it's a lot. And I love the examples that you've got with respect to compounding. And you probably know them off the top of your head. If not, we can we can do our attempt at live math. But um, where you increase, for example, one thing by 10%, let's say the number of customers that you get, another thing by 10%, let's say the number of transactions they have with you, and another thing by 10%, say the price uh, that they get, that really creates a significantly out, outsized result from relatively minimal effort, which is, I think, what we're talking about here. Yeah. You want to talk about that for a minute? Sure. Yeah. I mean, and this was one of the first things that I ever got uh, noticed by and everyone who's ever used it. Tony Robbins has built his whole uh, business mastery series initially on a variation of this, and he teaches it, and it's pretty cool. So most people think there's a trillion ways to grow a business. The easiest, fastest are three. Is, is for one said, you increase the number of buyers, you increase the size of the transaction, how much people spend, and therefore the profit that you earn each time they spend, and how often they they buy from you in the course of a period, a year or a lifetime. And if you only increase, we have a, a model, I'll try to walk you through it because it's so cool. If you had a business that had a thousand people buying and they bought a hundred dollars each time they purchase, and they bought two times a year from you, a thousand hundreds times two, that business would be doing $200,000 of, of, uh, of uh, revenue. Yes. If you increased the three key factors, the number of buyers, the size of the average sale, and the, and the frequency, the number of times they bought by only 10%, a thousand buyers would become 1,100, a hundred dollars would become 110 and two purchases would become 2.2 10%. Now, the layperson, maybe people we're talking to would think, well, that means that it would increase the revenue 10%, but when you extend it it's not, it's 33 and a third percent. And what's notable is for a lot of businesses that are not that profitable going in, it may double or or triple or redouble again profit. If you doubled those numbers, I don't want to be too confusing. If a thousand buyers went to two thousand, if an average unit of sale went from one hundred to two hundred dollars, and if two purchases a year became four, that doubling isn't doubling. When you extend it, it's eight hundred percent, eight times more revenue. And in the book, we give you a number of different techniques and tactics to to very, very effectively and successfully do all the things we just example. I love that. And just so you guys get the full benefit of that. So let's say that that's an 8x increase in revenue could easily be a 16 times increase or more in profit because when you are <laughs> when you are adding additional sales, you've covered generally, hopefully, all of your fixed costs. And so you're only dealing with variable costs. So when you have a very highly profitable or uh, minimally costing variable cost on selling additional units, after you cover your fixed costs of your plant, your equipment, your staff, your rent, that kind of stuff, then really everything that you sell is contributing significantly more to profit. So dive into this part 
deeply because this can be the difference between staying in business and going out of business. It can also represent a tremendous opportunity to do turnarounds in business, which is a more advanced way to go, but really, really a tremendous way to make a whole lot of money. I know that that both of us have done a lot of that and it's been really good to us. So Jay, do you remember off the top of your head? I know we've got the 97. Is there anything else numbers wise that you can remember about what we've put in here that oh yeah that want to 97 about? ways uh to to blow up EBITDA there's 43 different ways to use other people's resources uh relational capital uh endorsement access there are uh let's see there's 61 impact levers that you have in a revenue system uh I remember those. There's more, but those I'm sure are in there. So guys, you could live in this one training. You could live in this one training and have a lifetime of things to execute on in any business. So definitely take the time, go through here. This is to me, super, super exciting stuff on optimization levers and fulcrums. And then we'll get, as we move forward into the things that we like to call exponential. 